dude, you banged her and you don't even know it. <laughs> Poor guy. Oh, He's the real victim in all of this. Welcome to the What's Our Verdict podcast, where we fashion ourselves cinematic judge and jury. My name is JJ Crowder. I'm here with my co-host, Mattson Heiner. Better red than dead. And Javier Ortiz. What is up, my nerds? Ever find yourself wondering if you should spend the time, money, or both on a movie? We're here to answer that question for you. Each week, we put a movie on trial, discuss the facts, pass judgment, and let you know our verdict. We appreciate your help growing the podcast. Go ahead and hit that follow or subscribe button. Tell a friend about us. Also, go check out our website, whatsourverdict.com. Subscribe, subscribe to our email list for exclusive content and updates. Today, we're reviewing Wonder Woman 1984. It was released December 25th, 2020. It was written by Patty Jenkins and Jeff Johns. It was directed by Patty Jenkins. It stars Gal Gadot, Chris Pine, Pedro Pascal and Kristen Wiig. Rewind to the 1980s as Wonder Woman's next big screen adventure finds her facing two all-new foes, Max Lord and the Cheetah. If you haven't watched this movie, now's the time to go check it out. Hold up if you're worried about spoilers because we are going to be talking deep dive into this movie. If you don't care about spoilers, you just want to hear what we think about it, hang out with us because we're getting ready to spoil the shit out of this thing. (laughs) Let's dive deep into this thing, guys. Like It started off so interesting, but I feel like there was like a 25-minute movie before the actual movie started. Because you get this little intro to young Diana again, right? Where she's Mm -hmm. running with the Amazons and they do this triathlon where they get to teach her about truth, which at the end of it almost felt like out of place. I think because they just kept saying the word truth instead of honesty i don't know maybe it was me but even me i was like that's a weird speech for entirety to give her to her after she cheated i like the sequence what's funny is like i thought entirety is that her name her like little trainer yeah i was like what a badass trainer like because she's because diana young diana's running up at the end of this like triathlon thing with a spear about to throw it through the loop and yeah her aunt grabs her and just freaking suplexes her to the ground (laughs) and i'm like that's awesome she's like no you fucking cheater like <laughs> you're not going to take this win from someone who earned it yeah. on the other side on the other side of this all's fair in love and war right yep. like i just feel like we should be encouraging cheating more in society <laughs> <laughs> i don't know that i looked at it as cheating like for me when she said you cheated I'm like, it, right? did she know i was like she fell off a horse because she's an idiot and ran into the bush because she wouldn't stop looking at her competition behind her which you never do in a race yeah. come on son i was like but she got clever just because she missed one of the and i was like oh if she'd have run by and smacked the little thing instead of shooting the arrow at it and she passed it right so it's like i don't know to me i mean i get it because she didn't she missed a checkpoint it's like a video game racing video game you miss a checkpoint you're screwed right but right as cool as all that was because i like that that's probably something they didn't need in the movie oh for sure because it didn't there's not a lot that it really correlated to later on granted i really liked watching it but didn't really feel like the direction from that wasn't very clear to me. It was just that truth thing. That's yeah. like yeah. truth is most important than anything else. You could have taken that little part and had like a flashback at some point and that would have been sufficient. But again, I really like that part, but that would have saved us like 15 to 20 minutes. Here's the thing, though. So I had this and I, was tell, I told Casey, I laughed. So at the end of this scene, when you get the whole truth conversation from both Antiope and Hippolyta, when her mom comes out and starts talking about this holy importance of truth and everything, too. I looked over at Casey. I said, you ready to get this speech at the end of the movie? Because that's all they did. It was like they're setting us up for the point of this movie and they're hitting us over the head with it like a hammer. Yeah. And I was thinking about this last night. What I what would I have liked better? And I like that scene. I don't want to lose that scene. It was an interesting scene. But what I want is it broken up throughout the movie. Like. Mm-hmm. 
start with her starting this race. Show the first part where she's running through like the obstacle course part at the beginning. And then as soon as she jumps off into the water to go to the horse or whatever it was, cut it and then take me to 1984. Yeah. And then at some point, maybe it's when when Steve comes back, right? She does her wish. It cuts into another. She lays down to go to sleep after making the wish. And because they show her, she lays down to go to sleep after the wish. In that moment, cut back to her getting on the horse and show her leading the, the race with the horse and shooting the arrows, the couple of those arrows. And then cut back to the movie and get to the point where maybe Maxwell Lord comes in, Steve's come back and she has her first argument with Barbara. Barbara. So she has an argument with Barbara and then have it cut to her getting knocked off the damn horse. You could have broken that scene up to where you get the conversation of her mom and Antiope telling her about truth and truth being the important part right before you deliver this as it clicks on her head. Exactly. To me, that would have made the movie, because I already knew 20 minutes into this movie what the point of this movie, in their opinion, the writing point of this movie was to talk about truth and being honest and coming together because of the truth of the world, whatever it is. That would be cool. That would be way cool, actually. Because I was thinking... It doesn't make sense to teach kids that cheating is wrong when they're about to win because they cheated, right? Uh-huh. Like, it makes more sense to say cheating is wrong when they, if she were in a situation where she cheated and then lost, right? And then explaining like the reason why you lost was because you didn't train well enough to earn this, right? You tried to rely on cheating. We need to go back is go home and improve and train and whatever and focus mm-hmm. on being honest and true to yourself and other people, right? Like, so I just thought, I just always think it's so funny when we're like, cheaters never prosper. I'm like, she would have, she would have won. That's because she cheated. Right? Like, <laughs> uh, yeah. So. I don't know. I think there's a number of ways to improve. Also, in that first scene, that's the first issue that I had with like the CGI and the special effects. Like as they're running through the obstacle, it looked like really sloppy a couple of times, which was weird because I thought they did really well in the first one. They did a ton of stunts like that in the first one, and it looked clean and looked like really cool. But this first scene, like that's the first inkling of like something was wrong with the movie. (laughs) Yeah, it's odd. It felt super rushed to me visually. Even so, when you think back and even going back to every movie that she's been in, you know, for DC, so the original Wonder Woman, well, first she was in Batman v Superman, which she stole that whole movie. Oh, yeah. She was the best part of that movie, and she's only in it for like 20 minutes. 25 uh-huh. minutes, something like that. And again, almost a, that's a two hour, two and a half hour movie. And she was the best part of the whole movie. Uh-huh. And then on top of that, like you take her to her original Wonder Woman movie and then the Justice League movie. She was amazing and the best parts of all three of those movies. And then this one, it just felt out of place. And every action scene she had looked great in the other ones, like the sliding around, the kicking people, the knocking them around, the throwing them around, like all of those action sequences with her in them were amazing in all three of the movies. This one, even in that mall scene, that opening mall scene where she saves like the stops the heist in the mall, like it just looked odd and out of place and just not yeah. as clean. yeah and i also thought that little section was weird that she's just like solving petty crime or like stopping like petty things right like for that she stops a car from hitting a jaywalker and like she guess she stops this like bank robbery type thing i'm like this is wonder woman right like in the comics she's like toppling governments and stuff like <laughs> and over here she's like stopping a mall jewelry heist like what are you doing it she's like i give everything that i that i have i'm like you're like a crossing guard in the beginning yeah. of this movie <laughs> 
I thought it just kind of like minimalized her abilities a little bit. <laughs> well, that's the worst part. To me, that was, the, and I told Casey that was nice. I feel like most of this movie minimalized her as a character in general, which I found very odd because everything else she's been in has hoisted her up where she should be, right? Like she was on parallel with Superman, probably the most overpowered superhero in comic book history. Mm-hmm. And she's right there with him. She's the only one that even held her own in, in Justice League against him at all. And yeah. so it's just like, but, but now it's like, like you say, she's reserved to fighting, like kicking cars out of the way from hitting some lady. I don't know. It just felt right out the gate. I was concerned. It's like, this doesn't feel yeah. right. And when we met Christian Wiggs character, Barbara, that's when I was like, mm. you have Christian Wig, who by all accounts is like an attractive person, right? Mm-hmm. She's like this attractive blonde lady. And they're trying to pitch to me that nobody likes her because she's weird right yeah and i was like you are a hot blonde educated woman you're basically diana right diana is this like hot brunette educated woman it's like the same people but one is gal gadot and we're like yeah obviously she's super attractive and super cool the other one's kristen wig who's on ns or snl so obviously she's weird right like it just I was not buying it. I'm like, I know you're trying to tell me that she's supposed to be weird. I'm just like in a real world setting in in a world where you've established that men just sexually harass women all the time. Right. I'm not buying that. No one is attracted to this like attractive blonde lady, even though she's like a little quirky. I thought it's interesting because this this movie is about a lot about like women and women empowerment. And then the moment like someone starts to show interest in Barbara, that she's just three sheets to the wind and like is totally willing to just like throw herself a, a man. And I, I was just surprised with that, that they were going to go on that agenda because Wonder Woman is the antithesis of that, where we've talked about smart, independent, doesn't need anyone, can do what they want, can just be their own individual. And I just thought it was really interesting that they wanted to show that, that this person who wanted to be like Diana was just willing to kind of throw that away for someone she barely knew. And I, yeah, I don't know. Didn't feel like it fit the mission of what Wonder Woman was, at least from the first movie. No, and Wonder Woman or Diana is the only person in this whole movie who's nice to her, right? Yeah. Until she gets popular, right? And then, yeah, and then she's just like, all right, F Wonder Woman. I'm going to go fight her because I don't want, because I'm popular now. And if you stop the world from being destroyed, I won't be popular anymore. And I'm like, what kind of weak ass, lame villain motivation is that bullshit right like it drove me up the wall and then nicole made the point she turns herself into a cheetah like if her goal is to be popular and likable right like that's not (laughs) helping well and i think what they were trying to do with her is like when she has that moment where she sees the drunk guy again that diana stopped from basically raping her Mm -hmm. and threw it like threw him around and then she has that moment after she's made her wish and she's super strong she kicks his ass that she enjoyed kicking his ass Ass. Mm-hmm. but they they don't give you that it was just like she was protecting herself and beating this asshole's ass and i'm like that's cool kick his ass he's a prick but yeah. then they don't really show and then she's an asshole to the homeless guy who she's brought food to previously so you see that she's losing her her humanity which they don't explain very well if you're gonna do it that you lean into the fact that this rock gives you your wish but takes something from you yeah they know that's a good point jj they never they didn't show enough of what it was taking 
from her yeah definitely because you could see it once maxwell lord became the rock it was very explicit because he would say here's Mm -hmm. your wish i'm gonna take this right Mm -hmm. so you see what the rock was doing so i think they tried to subtly show that it was taking her humanity but you could have said it with her and it would have made more sense to me why she chose to go against diana because it diana because it wasn't that she hated her she was continually jealous of her at that point it was the fact that she was no longer the human version of herself i I do talk about that like after they have the scuffle in the white house which is another for later cal gadot's like or diana's like you know yeah you're strong but at what cost right so they do talk about that a little bit that diana losing her powers confused me because i thought it was barbara made a wish and so it was sucking the power from diana giving it to barbara Mm. but in reality diana made a wish to bring steve back and that was the trade-off steve's there but she's given up her most prize so almost the entire movie until chris pine explicitly says your powers are being taken from you because of your wish i legitimately yeah. thought her powers were being siphoned out to cheat yeah i thought that too i was like oh she must be taking her powers because she wanted to be like that yeah they're totally right there See, it's funny, and I didn't think that at all, but what I did think was I was really pissed because hers gradually goes away, and Mm -hmm. everything else that The Rock or or Max Lord takes is instantly his, and it's gone, right? right? So I was like, now why is hers... So two things. Why is Diana subtly and slowly losing her power, and then why is Cheetah slowly gaining hers or slowly losing her humanity i was like why is it different for these two characters whereas with every other character when they make a wish they instantly lose that thing that they're giving up because in theory, based on the the other principles around these, and I realize you don't have the same movie without it because she gets shot once and she's done for, right? Mm-hmm. But I'm saying, why does it not work the same way? She makes a wish. She should wake up the next morning without her powers. You could make the argument that technically she's a demigod, right? So maybe True. like that, but that doesn't explain Barbara because yeah. right? it's not siphoning the powers away from her. Yeah. So it doesn't explain Barbara, but like you could make the argument that Diana is a demigod. And so, but like, if you're making the argument that she's losing her powers, wouldn't she start aging super rapidly? Cause that's one of her powers is that she doesn't age. So yeah. shouldn't she have aged like a hundred hey, years? No one wanted to see that. Yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> that's a good point. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you could have done it subtly and given her like a gray streak or something. You know what I mean? But I don't no, know. I want her to be this decrepit old lady. <laughs> <laughs> but the other oh. thing that bothered me and I, but I, do want to talk about some good things about this movie but i want to get this one out of here because this is the other thing that really pissed me off is steve trevor dies 60 fucking years ago Mm -hmm. and this woman is still willing to give up her powers and the peace of the world in order to have this man back in her life look i get it love is a powerful emotion but 60 fucking years and you're still pining over this dude you like my pun there pining over this dude enough to give up (laughs) the peace of the world and your demigod powers to have this dude not even in his own body back with you yeah see that that's true i'm like it is chris pine but it's not chris pine it's some jared from new york right yeah Yeah. Yeah, yeah to good... clarify, she was she was seeing it was Chris Pine, like his personality and everything, but like she wasn't I know she said all I see is you, but in reality 
it was right yeah. wasn't that confusing it, wasn't it was so dumb that, that was so confusing because the the rear weird jared dude is at the party and then they pan around it's chris pine and i'm like what the fuck like what's happening and yeah. i don't realize that it's chris pine in another dude's body until he looks in the mirror and yeah. i'm like oh okay 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 so and she's just cool him hijacking that dude's body and being like, right? yeah, like there's no moral like consequence like no one is concerned about like where this dude is or like what's happening yeah, like, like, <laughs> like just that took was, this dude's life yeah that so that you can have your 60 years dead boyfriend back. Yes. That was never discussed. I was amazed. Yeah. I thought the same thing. I was like, this poor bastard just lost his life. Like some other dude's living in his body right now. Yeah. And they're just roasting him about how he's too busy to clean up his apartment. And and, like, and his shitty clothes. Like, <laughs> poor guy. Well, then this poor guy, you see him at the end, at the very end. And she's like giving him all the goo goo gaga eyes. And I'm like, oh, dude, it's not you she wants. <laughs> It's like, dude, I was like, you did sleep with her, but you don't have any recollection of like That's what I thought. I was like, dude, you banged her and you don't even know it. <laughs> Poor guy. Oh, he's a real victim in all of this. No shit. You know? And he probably woke up so sore. He's like, why does my jaw hurt so bad? <laughs> like, you got slugged by the Secret Service yesterday. Right? You're in, you were in a car accident in, like, Egypt. And, like, like <laughs> fucking hell. So, question. Can Wonder Woman fly or she can, like, glide now because of what happened with Steve and whatnot? So this is a good question. There are two times in the in the comics where she can fly and uh, technically fly. One, and the more believable to me, is Hermes, the god Hermes, gives her his boots, which allow her to fly. But that's obviously not what's happening. But then there is a comic, and it's like, I think it was a 1960s comic. It was an early comic where she's fighting someone, and then they both are able to use, like, wind, like they show her doing in this one, to, like, glide or fly. But it's never been like a true power set for her because otherwise, why do you need your invisible jet? jet? Yes, thank why you. Do you need the invisible jet if you can fly, and so and and for me, that was another one that I laughed and I'm like, I can overlook this because it gives you that tie into how she's going to maintain like that. Steve gave her something, right? He gave her the ability to fly because he helped her understand that you could use the wind currents. But I'm like, what happens when the draft dies or changes? Like you can't control that shit, right? Wouldn't it make more sense to tie the invisible? jet to steve like he right. showed her how to fly a jet and like so they she turned the jet invisible so like that's why she's so attached to that particular jet and yeah. steve took some time to show her how to fly it yeah right like wouldn't that make more sense would to me well it, and then it doesn't like it didn't look right like the whole time she's flying i'm like no yeah. that's that's superman's thing like you were never a flyer yeah, like, why are you doing that? she like right. did the arm thing and everything because i just watched superman thing what's that the new superman superman man of steel man of steel that's what it is yeah, and yeah. he does the same thing but i was like yeah this is him because this is literally what he does he's finding yeah. himself and didn't feel the same with wonder woman and i think the other thing that was weird for me i always hate in movies when they're like oh i did this thing like 50 years ago one time and it was like on a really small scale with a cup <laughs> but i'm gonna try it now and it's gonna work and it worked they're like doesn't no no point in life does it work where like Javier's like oh yeah I've been I've been boxing for like two weeks I'm gonna go fight like Tyson Fury and I'm gonna win like, yeah. <laughs> like I do it- like leading up to that line though where he's like the way I fly they'll never find us and she's like ah, I forgot to tell you Radar I can't explain it but they'll be able to see us and he's like well what the hell Diana no, he goes, well shit are they gonna shoot at us and she's oh, yeah. like well shit Diana well shit Diana 
Diana. (laughs) It's funny because I feel like being in a relationship with Nicole, I get into those like little arguments, all not like real arguments, but it's like, like, oh, I forgot to tell you. I forgot my phone at home. We have to turn around. It's like, well, shit, Nicole. Like, why didn't you tell me this five minutes ago before I like went through all of this? (laughs) Yeah, I agree. I I think that's the crux of this whole movie for me is that without Chris Pine, I wouldn't have found much entertainment in this movie. Yeah. He stole this movie for me, which makes me sad because in the first one, he was just, he was the the companion and like a source of entertainment and fun and like a moral teach you kind of compass thing. But he like in this, he stole the show for me. Like I was like, without him, this show's not good. I would have probably turned it off if he hadn't been in it. Yeah. Like when he was getting dressed. That was a great scene. Ken, Ken the Barbie doll. When he wouldn't let go of the fanny pack. Like no matter what, he had that <laughs> fanny pack. Because he had the shoes. Oh, uh, the shoes were the best. He was like, can we just keep these shoes? She's like, oh, I like the shoes. He was just like, yes. Yeah. Like, keep the shoes. <laughs> and then he walks out like a black track suit. Yeah. <laughs> well, and he's like, parachute pants. Does everybody in this time parachute? Like, <laughs> which I had seen that a thousand times in the trailer, but it was even funnier when you see the full context of the yeah. thing. Like it was just, yeah, I really enjoyed every aspect of his character. Like you, and he kept trying to tell her, you got to let me go Like throughout them. When he starts to, when they start to realize what the price that they're paying for this. Now, granted, neither of them had a problem with him stealing some dude's body and life, but right. You know, when the world started to suffer, he was like, no, 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 you gotta, you gotta knock this off. This isn't you which I appreciated the fact that at least someone was trying to be mm-hmm. cognizant of the psychotic shit that was going on. But like, it should have, well, I don't know if it should have been Diana, but like in the first movie, I felt like they were both very, like almost zealots about what they believed in, you know, mm-hmm. and it just happened to cr- intersect a few times, right? Where they believed in the same thing. And so they were kind of together throughout the thing. But like Diana, like the only thing she was a zealot about was that she loved Chris Pine. And I'm like, mm-hmm. Your Wonder Woman is better than this. Yes. Right? Like, she, yes. She's better than being wrapped up about some, just one dude. Right? For 60 years. 60 years. Yeah. She comes from an island where they basically hate men. Right? Like, yeah. <laughs> like, I think she can figure out a way past these feelings. Well, and that's, you know what? I get it. Like, it's your, it's her first love and he dies. He get, he sacrificed himself for the greater good. So, I, you know, take a decade, feel your pain. But 60 fucking years. <laughs> I mean, I'm not, I guess I'm not going to disagree with that. I think it'd be more realistic if like he held that specials, that special, special place in her heart, but like she had moved on and was able to like, you know, just be her, maybe fell in love with some other people. But if he showed back up, you know, like if your first love showed back, you, you, that's always there. Like it doesn't disappear and that could grow quickly and expand. And you remember, and you're going through all this, but to say like, you live basically a depressed 60 years. That's where I think it gets a little unbelievable because the human mind and, and emotions are pretty resilient. Like people, and we know you can go through long periods of time. Like you said, even 10 years, that's, that's very extreme and a lifeline, a normal time of like 80, 90 years. But at some point, like you move on or you kind of like die in a sense. And, and may, but maybe for her who lives for, for like forever, 60 years is really like 10 years for us or five years or something. So that's why how I tried to like rationalize because time for her is a very different thing. That is fair. 
she'd been alive for a long time before she left. So that may, I, I'll give you that. That's a good point. That's good a really point. depressing thing to think about, though. If that, if her time in the in that regard, like, oh my gosh, guys, that's terrible. <laughs> and I, and I, you know, I, I, yeah, I'll give you that. That lightens it up a little bit for me, considering that maybe time feels a little bit different for her. I think sixty years, and I'm like, there's no way. But for her, she's immortal. So uh, you know, at that point, there's a different realization that's going on there. So. I do want to talk because we haven't talked about him yet, except in the the spoiler free. But Pedro Pascal was like amazing in this to me. Like I hated his story because I didn't understand why he continued doing what he was doing. But like his acting and his playing of Max Lord, like just this dude losing his shit and doing everything that he could to gain more power and more power and just slowly going insane was just cool. Like Javier, you mentioned in the spoiler free. Yeah, I like seeing like him get more sweaty and his hair become more disheveled and his eyes become like bloodshot like like each scene he looks progressively worse and worse and more and more frantic right Mm -hmm. obsessed with this idea of being number one and i'm like uh you are number one you're a god so Mm -hmm. what are we still doing i don't wish for have someone wish that you had a hundred billion dollars and then do whatever you want right and like i didn't love his so Loved his acting, didn't love his relationship with like his son. That was like a weird kind of mini arc where mm-hmm. he's like, he's like, my my fucking son, like I, how many weekends do I have? Or, you know, whatever outbursts he had that his kid heard and him like yelling at his kid, like, you don't wish for something you already have. You wish for success, for, for greatness. I'm like, okay, like I get your unraveling. But then at the end of the movie, he's like, I have to go save my son. Renounce yeah. his wish. Like basically in a split second, changes his mind on everything, runs to his son, and he's like, hey, son, I'm a piece of shit. And (laughs) yeah, I don't care. Like that whole like weird arc with his son, I'm Mm -hmm. like, I don't need this. I don't want this. Like, I don't like that you're using this as a catalyst or as an excuse to avoid character development. They they basically are painting this picture of Max Lord being one thing, this like maniac obsessed with more, 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 more. And like to the point where he doesn't even like his son. And then suddenly, oh, I like my son. And now I'm done with all this. Oh, I did not like that for some reason. No, I'm with you. When I the, the first time you meet his son, like he's so excited to have him and he's really loving with him and he's caring and he's trying to explain to him, I'm going to become something great. I am a good person. Don't listen to him. He's lying, whatever it is. But then all the next interaction they have is when he's losing his shit and is like, oh, how many times do I have to have him? I'm like, wait a minute. You just got done 20 minutes ago saying that you wanted him around and you were doing all this for him. And then mm-hmm. you become a sweetheart, but then you yell at him again. Like it just, the writing was so bad to me in this movie that I struggled with to believe it. And then the, here's, so here's the other piece that I got really pissed about. Did you guys catch at the end of the movie that they went through his really quick as a child reasons that he was fucked up? Yeah. Why can't you, and I go back to what I said with Diana, where you have her, this race that she cheated on played throughout the movie to kind of walk you through the progression of her character and her remembrance of this lesson. Why can't you do the same and play them parallel with Max Lords? Because mm-hmm. we see that he went through a very difficult childhood that led him want to be great, which sadly enough paralleled and lazily enough paralleled Barbara's, right? She's this awkward human being that has been picked on and messed up probably her whole life, but you don't get to see you see that through her adult life, but then you see Max Lord went through that shit as a kid and growing up. 
why can't you so for me i go back to you have this instead of cutting right to diana you also cut in these little pieces of max lord's childhood to kind of show and the further crazy he gets the more extreme of a childhood thing he went through so you see it the first is dad yelling at him so he's a little off kilter and then you show the next time his dad beats his ass after he pisses the bed Mm -hmm. and he then you show his next level of crazy right so you could have done all these little cool tie in their childhood storylines through the lessons and the reasons that they're going through this process yeah and i'm like fuck even then if you'd have done like drawn out the cheating part the whole steve and why she's not willing to give him up is she's basically doing the same thing with the race she's trying to take the shortcut to get what she wants right Right. so if you could have tied that whole thing in i just feel like the editing and the writing could have been done a little bit different to make this an actual good movie yeah and like that max lord or yeah maxwell lord's background made me dislike barbara even more because once you give maxwell's background you're like dude this guy like he's from a foreign country where his dad beats his mom beats him they were poor he moved to the united states couldn't speak the language and you know kids in the 70s were not forgiving right in school and yeah. are still today right so he was bullied in school probably still had those family problems right like and now he's a refugee Mm -hmm. so and then he's trying to make it right he's trying to like make sure that he can provide a better life for him and his family and i'm like i get this like i get the obsession of needing to provide more and then Barbara's thing is like, um, I'm kind of quirky and people talk shit behind my back sometimes. And I'm like, <laughs> what? Like, what kind of background? Like, mo- like Barbara Cheetah, like, really bothered me in this movie. Because I'm like, you're yeah. not a villain, right? Yeah. You're petty. You're annoying. Like, oh, just like, like, I understood after that, like, even though it could do better, I understood why Maxwell Lord was a villain. Like, he became the way that he became. You give him an ounce of power and he took it way too far. Barbara is stuck in high school about popularity. And, <laughs> like, just really bothered me. Well, and it's such a sad thing because in the comics, Cheetah is an interesting character because everything in the comics is about jealousy. 100%. She's jealous of Wonder Woman and Diana Prince and Mm -hmm. her abilities and who she is. And so she continually tries to just undermine her for the sake of she hates her due to the fact that she's so jealous. And in Mm -hmm. this, like you said, it's just she's a petulant high school kid that hasn't grown up yet. And it's a popularity contest. And I'm like, what the hell is wrong with you? Yeah. And it's a waste of Kristen Wiig. Because Kristen Wiig is a fucking genius. Yeah, like, I can't remember. Oh, I most, I actually, I think I most recently watched her in uh, the Walter Mitty uh, mm-hmm. movie. Where I know you don't like JJ, but she does actually like Oh, she's well amazing. Yeah. That movie. Yeah. I love Kristen Wiig. I was excited when I heard she was playing this character because I was like, Cheetah's so crazy in the comics and so single-mindedly jealous of Diana that I was like, this could be fun to watch Kristen Wiig play this serious villainous character. And then it just was wasted on her. The character was poorly written. You have an origin story, right, for a villain. Like, yeah. get- give it its own movie like give her a chance to like actually develop an origin story same thing with like max maxwell lord like he had his origin story his climax and his decline like all in one movie and i'm like well okay (laughs) well he's probably one of the more overarching enemies for her too like he's probably the one of the most consistent yeah enemies across the board for and now they're both wasted in this movie they're gone you can't use it again yeah like, where do you about? go from here? No idea. Maybe there won't be another one. I don't know. You just do I what mean. Star Wars is going to do and just forget those things ever happened. And- <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit.
I do want to talk. So visually, like once you get past the weird, like it felt different. Like it was a very, and I loved like from as an eighties kid, like I loved the homage to the eighties. Like that was a lot of fun for me. Like I had a fanny pack when I was a kid. Like I thought like everything that they did to touch on the eighties, the vibrant colors, the, the fact that malls were a thing that were like, that was where people went. I really liked this whole, the whole scenery of the eighties. So I enjoyed that part of it. And I know maybe that might have, you guys might not have enjoyed that as much because you didn't grow up then, but. It didn't bother me. My I watched it with my, some of my nieces and they were like, what is this? Like, <laughs> what time period is, I was like, they're portraying the eighties. They're like, oh, really weird. Very weird decade. <laughs> like the, the mall cracked me up with like the, just the colors streaming like everywhere. I was like, man, like architecture, like design and color, everything. Like, oh gosh. Yeah, yeah the eighties were weird. You guys okay? Like, Dude, the eighties were a great decade. Decade, man it's the 90s that were bullshit but <laughs> the 80s was a cool decade man it was fun and like crazy and like you said colorful and we had cool shit like parachute pants and freaking fanny packs yeah are you guys okay <laughs> i thought it would yeah no nah, i i didn't have an issue with it or anything i always wonder though like was it that bright right like were people wearing like the hot pink shirts oh that was the other thing diana is wearing like normal clothes like a, like a muted like navy blue shirt and black pants and barbara's wearing like freaking hot pink shirt and a brown skirt and i'm like maybe if you didn't dress like <laughs> a homeless person people would <laughs> think more of you so that's really how people dressed in the 80s though wild neon colors bright colors like yeah we we did that big giant ass like hair showed up to the gym like that like like she's yeah. wearing like a, like a swimsuit basically oh, yeah like a leotard that was hilarious yeah leotards with like leggings and shit that was a thing man that shit was real I, it was a very accurate and i mean granted i was a kid in the 80s but like it was an accurate representation of like to the extreme right but yeah that shit was real it was interesting. One thing that we forgot to talk about was the armor that she got. Oh, fuck. I was uh, trying to avoid that. Super strong armor that just gets shredded. Right. Stop, stop man, but couldn't stop a cheetah. Right. This armor holds off the armies of the world and cheetah like tears through it. I'm like, okay, cool. That's uh, that was a lot of buildup for, uh, for a piece of just normal ass armor. <laughs> Yeah, that felt like a giant waste to me. Yeah, I don't really have much else to say, except that was a fail. That's all I wanted to bring up. And I think for me, like the worst part about it was that they like it was a huge piece of the trailer, right? Like they make this feel like it's going to be something huge. Yep. And I mean, it looks cool. It looks badass. Mm -hmm. But the story, like when you're introduced to it was when Steve sees it sitting in the corner of her apartment. I'm like, uh, it's like in a paper bag in the corner. Yeah. Well, and then on top of that, like you're it just it's they pass through oh it's just armor and then she shows him this vision of Asteria wearing it right and fighting all these people and then it's done and then like she comes back and gets it flies back to her apartment gets it and then flies to fight cheetah and it does it's nothing it's just this bright gold piece of armor that she wears for a minute it doesn't help her if anything when they fall in the water i'm like no you'd sink right now like That's what i said <laughs> I, was like, I was like i mean this is the last place you want to be she's wearing plated armor yeah it's like that shit's so, heavy and also one Wonder Woman apparently is impervious to being electrocuted, right. I guess. 
which yeah, apparently if cheetah is like diana then she also would be well they fundamentally changed cheetah though when on the second wish when she said i wanted to be an apex predator it, she changed her wish from i don't want i want to be like diana to i want to be an apex predator oh. that's why the change there instead of yeah so she was no longer like diana oh, she oh, was yeah. cheetah at that point which they did a very poor job of showing that that's what how, he just i'm a generous man and then she starts talking about it he should have said i'm a generous man have another wish right and then she says i wish to be an apex predator but she but, kept like diana's strength though right well i think that inherently came because of the strength of like a cheetah i mean these are very strong animals and so i'm assuming that that's what, but again this is the problem with this movie inherently right i have to ask questions right to go why is this the way that it is and i think to me that's the the inherent issue with this movie because i don't know I have no I have no answer to these questions. I have to make assumptions and I shouldn't have to make that many assumptions during these movies. Yeah. So let's talk about the ending of this movie. I know Javier, you mentioned it that Maxwell Lord like finally undoes his wish, but I, I kind of want to hear what you guys thought about this whole the whole ending with Maxwell Lord and Diana taking over, hijacking this particle TV. I'm very what her whip does at this point like the lasso of truth right because like up till that point it had been very stereotypical comic book like she swings around on it she lassos people she forces people to tell the truth and then she whipped out this whole like it doesn't only make you tell the truth it helps you see the truth i'm like oh okay like sure like i can i get that and then at the end here She's like trying to lasso Maxwell Lord and can't because it's too windy. But suddenly she can and has. And then instead of forcing him to tell the truth to the people that he's broadcasting to, it is now like a like a hookup to whatever he's broadcasting through. They didn't even try to explain it. They're just like, yeah, fuck it. This is what happens. Yeah, it's like I just think of it as like a USB cord. She, she just hooked right up to it. Bill and Ted time travel. <laughs> <laughs> well, and then all, like every screen in the world is like gold colored. Like I, it just, I was so confused as to what was going on. Like, I just didn't get it. Yeah, no, I, I mean, the direction it took it, I can see where Javier is coming from the confusion there. Cause you're like, oh, that was convenient. Oh, somehow she changed the screens to a different color. He didn't realize it until it was too late. And, and it, it, I don't see why they just didn't follow the traditional route where he came clean to everyone. Cause that would have fit the billing of the weapon she used. Well, not to mention, like it would have made more sense for me. Like if she has him tell the truth and, you know, I've been using your wishes to gain power and then, you know, the world's being destroyed because of it I, i'm far more likely to believe people giving up their wishes because they were lied to than i am she gives some speech about how the world has always been beautiful the way it was and i'm like i mean i believe that but i don't maybe it's just me and i don't have enough faith in humanity to believe that we'd all be like oh yeah the world was beautiful and wonderful and i'll give up my million dollars or whatever it is you know what i mean that these people were wishing for like i don't know like i said maybe my my lack of faith in the in humanity as a whole is the actual problem here well maybe they saw like the world was actually crumbling and they're like, well, fair enough. Let me just go back to what was working because otherwise I probably won't be here to see it. Literally. Well, and I also had this issue like, so what's Maxwell Lord, you know, recalls his wish. And then we see him flying in a presidential helicopter to his son. And I'm like, but he gave back his wish. So how do I, I'm telling you right now, if you gave up yeah. your wish, they're not going to fly you in the presidential helicopter. I didn't even notice that. That's a really good point. Back to your son. They're going to fucking arrest you. <laughs> ah, dude. Oh, I didn't even, I'm like, it's just so 
unbelievable that, you know, 8 billion people gave up their wish. But what's most unbelievable is that Cheetah did. That's yeah. so against her character. I, yeah, and I think, like I said, to me, the, the crux of this whole thing, this whole movie being, is, and I'm, we're bashing the shit out of it, right? And there were some great things. It was an entertainingly interesting movie from like a base level. But I just feel like the writing was just bad. It was just bad and was not well thought out they missed out on the realistic nature of trying to make it at least make some sense in an unrealistic situation it's superhero shit we're talking about demigods and superheroes and wish stones you gotta have some semblance of reality the the basics of your movie have to make sense otherwise the whole thing falls off the rails and i feel like that's what happened here yeah i feel like they thought my suspension of disbelief went a lot farther than it did (laughs) yeah you gotta get the little details right otherwise the big stuff starts the way too heavy and it just none of it makes sense wow we've talked a lot of shit on this movie what else do you guys think that you liked about this movie i still like wonder woman right like like, it, it didn't ruin that for me like, I still like Wonder Wonder Woman stories and stuff yeah. like that. This one could have been better. But, like, I still liked seeing Wonder Woman, like, kick the ass out of the Secret Service. Right? Like, that was, <laughs> yeah. I guess she did. I guess it was really Barbara and Wonder Woman was trying to keep them from cracking their heads on the ground. Either way, actually, that did kind of bother me a little bit. I feel like I felt like they let Cheetah, Barbara, Christian Wig like, steal the spotlight. I'm talking about things I like. Sorry. Okay. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I like I like Gal Gadot. I like Chris Pine. I like a lot of the action scenes. And that's uh, about sums it up. Yeah. Yeah, I would agree. I, I do like Gal Gadot. I think she's great. And I like Chris Pine. I've always liked Chris Pine. I like Kristen Wiig. And I thought she had moments where her acting was pretty good. That transition from awkward, weird to like shitty human being was interesting to watch. I just wish the the reasons why were better. And I really loved Pedro Pascal. Like I enjoyed his acting and the way he played that character. Again, I just wish the character made more sense to me mm-hmm. and their, the reasons they were doing things until before the very end of the movie. But and visually it was fun. The action is fun. But yeah. So that's, those are the good things. It's like two things. I know. You guys ready to rate this thing? <laughs> yeah, let's do it. I'll go first. All right, Matson. 2.5. I think, I mean, I've just said what I, I liked about the movie. We've talked a lot about what we don't like about the movie. Again, if you have some lower expectations and you like Wonder Woman, kind of like Javier said, you're still going to like Wonder Woman. She just wasn't as much of a front-going figure. Chris Pine was awesome. Just lower your expectations. This movie still can entertain you. It is a little long. The story doesn't have like a single villain that they should have focused on. But it's, again, I said stream it. I think you should stream it. I think you can be entertained. It's better than many movies that have come out on Netflix and Prime and other places. So for that matter, like, still watch it. Well, I guess I should say, would I watch it again? If it was on, like a certain part, like I don't think I would not watch it again, but I'm definitely not like seeking it out. I think I'm going to also give it a 2.5. It's just like, like if you like the comics and like you legitimately like the story of Wonder Woman, this movie is going to really make you angry. Like it's really going to piss you off. If you just like superhero movies, like it's not a bad one. Like, like I said in the spoiler free, it's middle of the road. It's like not good. It's not bad. I won't watch this movie again, I don't think, because I love the first movie. Mm-hmm. So if I'm going to watch a Wonder Woman, Wonder Woman movie, it's going to be the first one. Or it's going to be the DC like animated ones where she's like crushing on Batman. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, that's my I think I talked enough shit on this movie. So, well, and I think for my score, I want to say that it's going to be higher than all the shit I've talked on this movie would indicate because it's not a bad movie. It's just like like how Mattson mentioned, my my expectations were 
were way too high for this movie, I guess, because I, like Javier, loved the first one. It's probably top five, well, no question top five of superhero movies, in my opinion, because of how well it was done. So this one was just a giant letdown for me because it was so much more convoluted and weird than the first one ever. The first one was so clear and concise about what it was and what it wanted to show everyone. This one was not that. It was all over the map and it was just muddled and weird and and so it frustrated me. So I'm also going to give it a two and a half. From a perspective, if you go in just looking for entertainment value, you'll find it. It's it's visually interesting. It's it can be fun at moments and and there's some cool acting that goes along with it. But if you're going in expecting a good sequel from the first Wonder Woman and a good addition to DC, not going to happen. This is not that. It made me sad that the tent pole, the thing that saved DC has not followed up on my opinion at all, but mm. still an entertaining movie. Will I watch it again? No, I'm with Javier. I, I'm not going to watch it because it actually upsets me to watch this movie because of how good it could have been and how good I want it to be, but it just falls short. So I will gladly go watch the first one anytime, but this one I won't watch again. So there is... Our ratings, middle of the road movie, definitely worth a watch, you know, if you're not paying for it, but sad if you're going in expecting more of what we saw before. So next week we will be doing Soul, so tune in for that. And then we'll have some new stuff coming through in January. So we'll let you know what else, but the first one for next year will be Soul. Matt, so why don't you tell them where they can find us? Yeah, you can find us over good podcasts are found. Apple, Spotify, Ghana, a bunch of others. Check us out on social media, on Instagram and Facebook at What's Our Verdict. And check out our website at whatsourverdict.com. Uh, we're on YouTube as well for TV. Just wrapped up the Mandalorian Season 2. So if you need to get caught up and dive into Star Wars lore with our residential Star Wars nerd, JJ, please do so. <laughs> All right. With that being said, we appreciate you guys tuning in. And we'll catch you on the next one. Bye, Bye now. <laughs> <laughs>